Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When I went to see this once today, I don't think it was supposed to be on that night. What do you mean? Well, I went up, it was about five minutes before it was due to begin. I asked, you know, one ticket for Judas and the Messiah, Black Messiah, please. And they're like, oh, okay. And the guy behind the counter had to ask one of the workers to go set it up. I was like, mm, okay. Because it was like nine, quarter past nine on a Thursday night. And when I got there into the theatre, no one else was there. So I think they were banking on the fact that no one had bought a ticket, they could have gone home earlier and not had to worry about that screening. And because of you, they had to stay. <laughs> <laughs> that's right oh no <laughs> but you had the entire theater to yourself it was pretty good actually private dreams, screening it? yeah i yeah. mean it doesn't get much better than that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hello welcome to i only like you in movies i'm here with the only person i like the whole entire world sanae chapel how are you doing i'm good how are you i'm pretty good thanks for how having think- me now <laughs> You were setting me up like that. How are things going up in the International Space Station? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Um, apparently okay. there's some debris that's going to fall to Earth. Don't worry that about your, that. Is that. Do you do that? Did you fourth drop something? Listen, I'm not saying I'm to blame. I'm just saying if my fingerprints are on the thing that turns up on Earth, you know, we know how they okay. got there. All right. <laughs> uh, this week we've seen Judas and the Black Messiah. Now, we're recording this after we did our Oscars episode and after the Oscars occurred, so we, we now know who won. And good work, Daniel Kluwer, for Best Supporting Actor for a film he weren't the supporting actor in. But whatever, we'll get into that. Um, we weren't sure if we were going to do an episode about this, given the Oscars already happened, but I think it's worth, worth talking about. What do you reckon, today? Well, y- yes, hence why we're doing one. <laughs> <laughs> What do you reckon about the film, I guess, when I was trying oh, to get Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. Um, it was good. He was great. Lakeith was great. Mm. Um, some of the supporting characters I didn't really care for that much, but... No, I think uh, Daniel Kaluuya really overpowered the, the show. You yeah. Know? But that's probably fair enough, right, given mm-hmm. the character he was playing. Mm-hmm. And I think it, the film still works, even though some of those supporting characters are left to the wayside a bit. Yeah. Um, spoiler free, I really liked it. It's a tough watch, but it, it brought up a lot of topics and ideas and, and parts of history, which I didn't know much about, you know, being mm. you know, in my 20s over here in Australia in, in 2021. Um, so I recommend watching it, but maybe just prepare yourself for what can be at times a tough ride. Yeah. Shall we get into spoilers? Let's. All right. What's it about, Sine? What's your recollection oh, of God. the story? Oh, God. You okay. always do this to me. <laughs> I'm trying to engage you so, into the conversation. It's a bi- biopic, essentially, mm-hmm. of Fred Hampton, mm. who was the leader of the Black Panther Party in 60s? I think the 60s? 
late 60s, early 70s, I think, around that time. Yeah. Um, And he was essentially betrayed by someone else in the party who was an FBI informant, and that led Mm. to Fred being killed by the police in quite a graphic and horrible, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) murder. (laughs) By by the government, and everyone just okay with it. I remember I knew vaguely about the assassination mm. um, because the thing that stuck with me was the the police fired between 90 and 99 shots and the only Panther shot was from a dropped shotgun as it hit the ground. Mm. And then went to the roof, didn't it? Yeah. So. <sighs> yeah. It's really. And this isn't ancient history either. This no. Is <laughs> Like his his family is still alive. His wife and his his child are still alive and around. Not only that, though, but the recent wave of police brutality in America against mm. black people and here against Indigenous people from the police. Mm-hmm. It's so confronting because it's still happening, and these people are just getting away with hurting, with killing people, essentially. I don't know how you'd go on as a person if this happened to someone you were close to. I don't know how you could. No operate in, in a society where that can occur. What uh, do you think of the whole, you know, the internal affairs departed style approach of the film of having a in police informant? I liked it. I mean, that's yeah. how it was in real life. He informed against them. Mm. Um, Jesse Plemons knocks it out of the park. <laughs> he's so... Probably less creepy guy than usual, but... But he's so good in every role... Yeah. In balancing, like, being an asshole and being a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Like, in the beginning, you're like, oh, he's going to help. He's going to help Lakeith. He's giving him money. This is all fine. And then mm. he just sort of turns, you know, like, oh, I love him so much. He's seriously one of my favourite actors ever. It's just, like, charting his trajectory from Friday Night Lights. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, doing a few in indie films and, and knocking out of the park and then being, I guess, probably the worst villain on Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, Bad yep. Because he is such a simple, nice guy at the same time as being an absolute psychopath. Mm-hmm. Psychopath? Psychopath? What do, you, what do you say? Psychopath? Psychopath. Okay, cool. You just said it the way that I didn't <laughs> say it. <laughs> no, I'm making fun of myself. Oh, right, okay. it wrong. Um, and then he's just like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll marry... Um, Kirsten Dunst and then go on and still make some great movies and just be, yeah, a guy who can make, do anything. He's the best character actor since Philip Seymour Hoffman, you know, no big deal. Yeah. And it's a lot of, it's a thankless role in this one for sure because mm-hmm. he doesn't get to do much. He's not playing up against the the main star performance very often and he is kind of, he's dealing with the villain. Mm-hmm. But... And he's representing the man as well, which is not obviously can be difficult in this sort of movie. But yeah, he's still he's just magnetic, isn't he? I, you know, again, when we stand people, it's okay. So it's all right if we we about this with Jesse Plemons, isn't it? <laughs> now we haven't talked much about Daniel Kaluuya though. What were your thoughts on his performance? He's incredible. I mean, he runs rings out around everyone else in every performance he does. Um, I find it interesting though like you know how Viola Davis did that amazing scene in Doubt Mm -hmm. and she's in one scene 
and it's the most perfect acting that anyone's ever acted in the history of acting. Hmm. And she should have won an Academy Award for that. I feel like Daniel Kaluuya should have won an award for that scene in Widows. Do you remember Mm. that scene? Yeah. Where they're in the hall and he's he's telling the guy and he's right up in his face and he has the gun. Oh, stuff of nightmares, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, he's great. Listen, everyone, I'm going to get into a little gripey thing. Okay. Moni, what's the title of the film? Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Is Judas a character? (laughs) Just say yes. Yes. Is the Black Messiah a character? Yes. Oh, so they're two characters that are in the title of the film. How interesting. Mm. Mm. How then can they be nominated for Best Supporting Actor? I'll tell you how. Because they knew that the best way for them to get an Academy Award for one of them was to put them in the Supporting Actor category. And I don't like that little sneaky finding loopholes nonsense. I agree. I'm not here for it. If they're supporting... A performance. Who are they supporting? Each other, I think. But it's not really an ensemble piece, though, because they're the, exactly. they're the three main exactly. characters. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and if you're supporting each other, then, like, the other person's still a titular character. So how yeah. it still proves my point. Supporting actor <sighs> is supposed to be not the main character but an important character who is in support of them, like a friend or a mentor or something like that. It's not supposed to be the two main guys supporting each other. That's not how this works, everybody. Also, did you catch Daniel Kaluuya's speech? I I read about it at the Oscars, but I didn't actually watch it myself. Oh, he goes. He was talking about his his folks having sex and stuff. (laughs) He's like, it's a miracle that I'm here. It's amazing. Wow, life, human creation. My mum and dad had sex, you know. They had sex (laughs) and now I'm here. And his mum and sister were watching and they were like, what <laughs> did you just say on the academy like state of the academy awards what why oh. are you talking about this daniel at least it wasn't very well watched this year though you know, <laughs> so it's all right hopefully no one saw that <laughs> hilarious there's this really real talk really moving clip of um daniel kaluuya meeting with fred hampton's son who's now mm. in charge of like took over the mantle from his dad yeah. um at the oscars after party just having a moment together and, I don't know, just watching them sort of hug each other made me tear up a little bit because it was sort of, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't, obviously does not fix what happened, obviously not, mm-hmm. but by sharing it more widely through a film and doing justice to the story and justice to Fred Hampton in, in portraying what happened, I don't know, it just seemed like that was a really important moment. Now, I'm on the record with my aversion to biopics mm-hmm. and the fact that they you are they <laughs> yeah they they change the storyline and I, sometimes I find that a bit disingenuous. However, seeing that that clip of of them hugging and and then the reaction to Daniel um, winning this award, it kind of showed to me like yeah there are there are some ways where if you have a good biopic that can spread a story that's important. Mm-hmm. that that works that's as good actually because i don't think i would have known much more than just the headlines about this story yeah if i hadn't watched the film um so and you know given that film and tv are some of the most powerful medium to get messages across in our current climate yeah 
I think Fair that's enough. why, like, this is the best example of how a biopic should work, you mm. know, where you're honouring your subject and doing justice to it. You're not treating it as source material that you can just, I don't know, play with, essentially. Yeah, there was that funny Onion headline recently about how the trial of the Chicago 7 was what Aaron Sorkin says happened. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which is, I mean, I like that movie, but, yeah, that's mm. fair enough. And I think that's, that's kind of how I feel about lots of biopics. It's not really what happened. It's what mm. we're going to say happened in this storyline. The thing about Daniel um, Kaluuya is, like, he doesn't act, does he? No. He is the person. He's, like, actually them. And in this in this film in particular, his speech, he's not giving his speech on film in front of a congregation. He's there giving the speech. Mm-hmm. He's being the guy being electric in the moment. He's not doing it for the camera. The camera happens to be there capturing him. Yeah. And I think you could say the same thing. Obviously, this one, he's playing a larger-than-life person. But even in Get Out and in Black Mirror, you know, from back in the day, Mm. I think there is that intensity to his performance. um, which suggests, yeah, that he's on another level. He's not acting. He, He is... I Very mean, hard to do. Lakeith is amazing as well. Mm. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. No. I find it, I didn't really care for oh, the actor who played um, Fred's girlfriend. Didn't really care too much for her. I think she wasn't the strongest performance. Also, I love how the film did that classic movie thing where they had sex once and all of a sudden she's pregnant. Yeah, And she, she throws yeah. up, so that means she's pregnant. That's what yeah. we all know is what happens. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. As I was saying, he's such an intense performer and almost overpowers every scene he's in with his, his intensity. And I don't think she could cut could keep up unfortunately no Um, i felt that way about a lot of supporting actors to be honest yeah yeah oh you know who we haven't spoken about a supporting actor Mm -hmm. mr president oh yeah (laughs) that was so weird seeing wasn't that weird Uh, (laughs) so you can't say that you can't say those things what are you doing you're the president of the united states you're supposed to be the kindly grandpa president who's nice about and does the right thing Talking obviously about Martin Sheen. Sorry, yeah, we should probably give context to this. <laughs> From the West Wing, he's playing Jagger Hoover and ugh, disgusting. Disgusting man, obviously, in general, but it was just such a weird experience seeing the president say those things. I know. Oh. The film overall, mm-hmm. I'm going to say something, I'm going to clarify it, so don't 
takes out of context. It's a little bit one note, but I think what it really is, is it's taking, it's that got a three distinct through line and it's very much about, you know, an awful thing that's happened and awful scenarios and uh, tough scenarios, I should say. And it keeps that from, from the first frame to the last frame. So I'm not saying one note in the sense of it's boring. It's very, very engrossing. But you know what I mean? It's just that intensity. It doesn't let up the whole time. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Just my friend Mark also saw the, and he said the same sort of thing. So, okay. Glad it makes sense to everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Just going back to your comments about biopics and, you know, when they're done mm. well, they can educate an audience as well. I didn't know a lot about, like, the inner workings of Black Panther Party. I feel like mm. we watched Black Klansman. Mm-hmm. which gave me sort of some understanding. Um, but this film takes a real sympathetic approach, I think, to the group and what they were trying to do and really focuses on their, you know, their healthcare, the free meals for, for kids and things like that rather oh, than... Yeah, like the Rainbow Coalition was quite interesting yes, to me. Yeah, yeah, which I'd never heard of before. Mm. All I sort of knew from absorbing it via osmosis was that, they were sort of a political movement that sometimes went a bit violent or mm. pushed a bit too much or a bit too radical, I guess. I think that's the idea that lots of people want, want you to think. Yes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel quite guilty for for thinking that. Mm. And I know I shouldn't because, you know. Well, it's just how it's, it's been just how it was yeah, yeah. presented to me. But, um, yeah, it was interesting having a film focus on the really progressive good things that they were trying to do and that a lot of the conflict in the film and the tension was actually due to external forces, not within the party. Mm. Yeah, I know they had an FBI informant, but the police and the government were so, they just hated them. They hated them because they were black, essentially. It makes me very mad. Yeah. And sometimes biopics are sort of framed in like, how bad were things back then? Mm. <laughs> But the fact that this film doesn't do that, and especially that it um, came out after a year of struggle in mm-hmm. the US and around the world, but especially the US with lots of protests that occurred last year, George Floyd, um, this isn't trying to say that this was bad and we've got over it because we're a good, better place now. It's kind of like, you know what? I don't think so. I think things yeah. still need work. I think that's part of why this film's so hard to watch is that you can't say, oh, look at us now, look how, how far we've come, you know, how good are we that we don't have to do this anymore. We yeah. don't have that feeling. Like I just felt like, Jesus Christ, what are we doing, <laughs> you know? I've got a theory about narratives, and I'm going to talk to you, that this film sort of prompted in my brain as I watched it. Okay. I think a lot of movies can be sort of broken up into two categories. Mm. First category is... Could you get through this yourself? That's the sort of the question the film is is prompting. Do you mean it, as if you were a character in the film? Yeah, say you're on the you're on the the shoes of the main character. Could you get through this? Mm-hmm. And then I think other category is asking the question, what would you do in this scenario? Mm-hmm. So asking sort of the more of that moral question. And so I think of something like we're going to talk about the courier pretty soon. And that's a little bit more in this terms of could you get through this, some of the things that 
Benedict Cumberbatch's character goes through. Yeah. It's a question of, of metal and, and test of your of yourself as a person. Mm-hmm. This movie, um, Judas and the Black Messiah, especially about the Keats character, is like, what would you do in this scenario? Could you? What would you do here? It's tough because, like, he wasn't really given a choice. Not at all. And the choices available to him even before he gets captured or you know, gets arrested by the FBI, hmm. he didn't have the whole world open to him given the circumstances he found himself in. So you know, I'm, not, I'm not saying what he did was right, but I think that's the question the film is saying to you, isn't it? It's like, what would you do? How could you get through this moral quandary rather than how can you get through the circumstances? Like, it's a kind of related question, but yeah. do you think that makes sense? I think it's something I'm thinking about a lot recently. Yeah, I think... To frame it in the in a film's way, I thought I thought it was interesting that they chose to include that footage from the interview that um, the character mm. that Lakeith played, yeah, oh, Bill geez. O'Neill, yeah. that they included that at the end, and then they also chose to tell us that he committed suicide the night where that interview aired. Mm. And essentially, in the interview, he said he didn't regret anything, and he didn't really have another another choice. Essentially, um, and it's implied that when it aired, he kind of realize what he'd done and it was too much yeah but rather than talking about you know the actions of that real person it's interesting what the filmmakers have chosen to show us because mm-hmm. that, that should always be taken into consideration in terms of like film analysis and i think what mm-hmm. you're saying about the moral quandary i think the film was saying that it maybe was the wrong thing to do by including those that footage and that little yeah. fact at the end. I think that that's what the film says without saying it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. But I just, I don't know, it might be interesting to think about other films we watch and talk about mm. with those sort of twin related sort of questions in mind as we move forward with our lives. What do you reckon, Sam? Can... <laughs> sure. I mean, <laughs> shall we do that? To answer them for myself, if I was mm. in Lakeith's shoes, no, I couldn't have done that. I couldn't have done that. No. I also couldn't be the leader of. The Black Panther Party. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, I guess that's the. You could ask the same the question about the two main characters, yeah. or the two, the two supporting characters. I, should say. I listen. I would have died in two seconds in like the first shootout. I would have gone into the little pub with the green beret people, yeah, and oh, yeah. done the wrong thing or accidentally like asked for the wrong drink and it was like code for something and then I'm dead. That that's what happens to me in this situation. I mean, in your situation, you're just like. I'm just going to be friends with everybody because that seems like the safest thing to do. Yeah. Well, Neither of us would fare well in, like, gangs. That's really the thing about about movies and these sort of movies in particular that deal with such weighty topics. Doing the right thing is so hard to do. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do even when the stakes aren't high. When yeah. they are high, even harder. I also think it was interesting, like, in addition to the two main characters being nominated for Best Supporting Actor, it was also nominated for you know, best picture, best cinematography and best original screenplay. Yeah, fair. And I think that points to maybe the Academy acknowledging that this is a good film. Audiences, mm. like it's not just they gave, you know, a token award for best supporting actor to Daniel and was like, racism solved, my hands are dusted. Mm. I think mm-hmm. we're actually engaging with this as a good film as well as the story that it's telling. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's true. That's fair to say. I think so, and I was a bit worried that it was hard to watch up here in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. There weren't many screenings, and that's why I ended up going at you know 
quarter past nine <laughs> on a Thursday night with all my friends. <laughs> Hopefully, given it got some good Oscar buzz and won some awards, the people have gone and made the effort to go see it. I think so. And show it as well. There's always you know? that weird thing in Australia where we get movies at a different time. Like, we don't even have the US versus Billy Holiday yet. <laughs> and that's yeah. been out for so long in America. Exactly. It's hard to watch films that aren't shown. So Yeah. But yeah. the good thing, what I'm saying is in Australia, you do get a tendency for after the Oscars, they sort of re-promote the Oscar mm. nominees or winners, which is good. So hopefully this will be showing for a little bit if you haven't seen it and yeah. want to see it. Well, we spoke about um, Sound of Metal a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and it's it's now playing down at the local cinema. Oh, is it? Yeah, they live. I was like, oh, I watch it for free on Amazon already. But, yeah. <laughs> same with Nomadland's out on Disney Plus now. That's weird. Didn't realise it was a Disney movie. Neither did I. Does that mean <laughs> Fern's name. a Disney princess? <laughs> you can tweet that. <laughs> and yes. Good. And don't even try and tell Frances that she's not, okay? Oh, I'm not saying anything to Frances. Hi, Frances. I'm so sorry that I, before what I'm about yeah. to do to piss you off, probably something. No, we, we didn't end up doing a, a whole podcast about Nomadland, but we, we talked a lot about it in our Oscars episode. Um, and I just remember that. Tweet. I don't know if you mentioned it, but we just the tweet I saw recently where it was like, I haven't met Frances McDormand, but I know she's mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh, okay. Judas and the Black Messiah. I want to give it four stars, don't I? I'm going to give it three and one quarter. Would you like to explain yourself? I will. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> three felt too low, three and a half felt a little too high. Okay. I'm not going to ever watch this film again. Well, I think that's the caveat of my, my main mm. mind's closer to a three and a half then because mm. it is something that I'm not going to go rush back and see, but I am very glad I saw it. So. Yeah, me too. And, like, it's worth it just for the acting mm. alone, essentially. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you very much for listening. sinead has got a list of things you can do to help us out if you like the show. You can give us a like, give us a review and rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We're on all the platforms. You can tell a friend. You can tweet at us. We're at I Only Like You Pod on Twitter. You can email us. Emails in the show notes. Hmm. Let us know great. your please thoughts. Get, please get in touch. I've got another podcast as well. We, it's called I Miss You, Man. Like Dylan, Dylan, my friend, and I. <laughs> we, we talk about different topics each week and lots to talk about there. So please get in touch with that one as well. All right. What did you crack yourself up with? Because I always say my friend Dylan, but I said Dylan, my friend. Dylan, my friend. <laughs> Definitely a real person that Lonnie is friends with. Dylan, Colin, my friend. <laughs> okay, we'll see you next time. Okay, Goodbye. bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.